Hang on. Oh, hello. You thought we'd gone for the year. Aren't you? Have we you haven't. nicked off to Christmas holidays, Miv? What are you doing here? Um, I'm sitting around eating another Christmas lunch, having a great time. I've got having a, an absolutely wonderful time, pulling a few crackers. Box full of Raffaellos that I'm just absolutely destroying Oof. in the corner. Oof. <laughs> I'm having an afternoon nap. <laughs> no, we're, 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 look, we thought we'd give you a little special bonus given it is the festive season. A bonus bang. Uh, that's right. And we had some things that we wanted to play for you that we recorded just a couple of weeks ago at a beautiful comedy festival that was organised in Nagambi in Victoria, about an hour and a half out of Melbourne to the north, called Comedy in the Vines. And it was a whole bunch of comedians doing their thing to a very appreciative audience who were also enjoying the wines of the region and us. We did our podcast right slap bang in the middle of it and uh, we had a fabulous time doing it. But we thought we'd bring you some of the highlights of that podcast. It was a beautiful day too. I remember there was looking out from the backstage area and kind of to the side, there's big lily ponds. It was quite scenic and there was a bit of wind that kind of kicked up through the day. You might hear that coming through some of the mics um, and what have you. But amazing bunch of comedians as well. And lots of our friends were there, people that we love, that we've known over many years, that we've done Spicks and Specs with, like Luke McGregor, who's going to be coming up really soon. And also mm. the wonderful Reese Nicholson, who was doing a bit of stand-up and agreed to hang around and, and jump on and, and, and bang back with us on stage. I love Reese. Beautiful Reese. I mean, we made them do it, really, because we're <laughs> friends. Did they have a choice? I'm not sure. <laughs> Not entirely sure. I think it might have been a little bit like, oh, come on, you're there. Let's do this. But but Reese was very happy to do it, as far as we could tell, and, um, you know, always got some beautiful things to bang back about. You know, Reese is one of the judges from RuPaul's Drag Race mm. Down Under. Uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant comedian. Yeah, just freaking fabulous and uh, happy to share with us their bang back been a big year for Reese too because they recently got married. The wedding had been postponed due to the pandemic. And so when Reese jumped up on stage, I sort of wanted to know if married life was everything that they expected or hoped it would be. My serious answer to that is yes. Like, I think when you grow up as a queer person, we don't look at fairy tales growing up as queer people and are like, that's the plan, that's what I want. And to be able to kind of be, you know, this sounds so wanky, but being able to say husband is so exciting. You know, we're years past the vote now, but my husband Kyron is a different drop-down in, like, a form now, and that's, like, truly an exciting thing. We, for the week leading up to the wedding, if I was in, like, a retail situation, I was any way that I was, like, rehearsing husband. I'd, like, throw it in there as much as possible. My husband. My, my husband. My husband. Well, my husband will be here to say words to you in a few minutes. <laughs> Well, I'm kind of curious about this journey because I have just finished recently oh. Reese's brilliant memoir, which you can buy at all great independent bookstores. It just came out, unlike Reese. And <laughs> <laughs> thank you for laughing oh, at my geez. joke. And it is such a stunning read. It's so, so funny. But there are some key points in this where, well, for example, you're talking about living in your first share house coming out from moving from Newcastle to Sydney and your housemates finding you where you've just gone out for a big night out, walked in the door and then just decided to pass out in the hallway. Yeah. When you look back now and then, how do you see your progression through life as a human? Well, <laughs> look, Kyron often finds me the same. Um, <laughs> there's a chance I'm a reptile and I'm cold-blooded because if I sit somewhere for long enough, I will fall asleep. Um, there's like a chapter in the book about 
you know, that kind of shock that you get when you first met. I think there's like a particular kind of mental illness we all have when you first met out of home where you just, horrible things happen to you, but you're just kind of like, well, this is fine. And yeah, I kept coming home from a big night and I just sit down on the ground to just, you know, just have a little lay down for a minute. And then I'd wake up like eight, eight full hours later to my housemate Maddie going, you need to get your shit together. I haven't given a good answer to your question. And they did. And you can buy Reese's great memoir, <laughs> Dish, featuring all the ways they went from walking into a hallway and passing out to being one of the key judges on RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> Down Under. Can I, can I just say... I'm a Bang fam. Like, I listen to the podcast. and I was, Are you really? Are you just yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I listen. So nice. I listen. I listen. I'm unemployed. <laughs> and I... Um, but I was listening to the podcast last night, and I think I'd read in the kind of blurb of the episode that, like, you were oh, maybe so going to mention the you know how to book. find the show notes, unlike no, me. I still yeah. haven't worked it out 47 <laughs> oh, years later. Another person who knows you how to find it. You just press the little I on whatever yeah. podcast app you use. I bet she doesn't um, know. And then you started talking about the book, and I... I'm not making this up. In my hallway, where I've slept before, <laughs> I started like crying <laughs> last Aww. night because I think, and we were just talking about this. Like, you've released a book. When you release a book and you're used to performing and you're used to getting kind of sudden feedback, unless you're performing, say, in a field, um, you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know if something is good and it's really kind of fucking terrifying. And hearing, like, not just like, yes, we are friends, but hearing someone that I know really, like, views culture in a certain way and finds culture to be very important, hearing you, like, talk positive about it was, like, genuinely very emotional to me. And, no, it was. It was, like, very nice because you work so hard in isolation on a book and then hearing people say that they really like it is, like, very nice. So, anyway, buy it at readings. Um, (laughs) It really is very good. I remember talking to you, though, before you'd written it. Yeah. and, And you were worried about getting it written and... And I remember I said something stupid like, oh, just just do it. Like, don't worry yeah. too much. Just do it. How did you do it? Like, did you approach it like that or, or did you try another way? Is there a better way? Because mine if, was a terrible way, to be honest. If you if your friends have ADHD diagnoses and they give you Dexies, it does um, <laughs> make the process... No. Um, <laughs> it, it was hard because it, I'm a perfectionist and I usually work with Kyra and my husband on putting things together. I had this weird thing where I wanted to do the book by myself... I think oh, horribly it's like proved to myself like you can do something alone. And it turns out maybe I can't. <laughs> um, but it was a hard process because you have to give it to someone and then they just put it in a book. And then we spent a lot of time in airports. It's hard knowing you, I'm going to watch it go from the new and noteworthy section to like the regular part of the bookstore to the bargain bin <laughs> to a book grocer and then I guess one day a pulp mill. And... <laughs> There's, like, a horror show involved in that. And I think I just, like, piece by piece, I just worked on it piece by piece. And I tried my hardest not to put any stand-up in it. I wanted to be... Because that's as well. Like, when you're used to performing, there's a lot of lying in stand-up. Like, I'm not even gay. Like, it it, it just... um, (laughs) It's just a very homophobic character that's kicked off. No, but with a book, you feel like you have to be really truthful about things. And I think that was it. Learning... Like, did you have the same thing when you were writing yours? You you find yourself writing something and then you kind of let yourself go... I came to, like, realisations about things in my life because of the book. Did you have that at all? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, in a way, it's it's a way of working through things. But at the same time, you've also got to be careful of what you deem to be the truth and honest is not oh. necessarily somebody else's. And so you come across all those obstacles. Yeah. Oh, when my parents die, there's a whole other book. 
Um, <laughs> I've often said I'll write another one when everyone I know is dead. Yeah. It'd be great. I'll see you there. We'll do a tour together. <laughs> Looking forward to both of those. Reese, you have done your time. You've done two podcasts. You've done your own stand-up set. You're yeah. into the wines. Thank I was in jail for a small amount of time. Anyway, Bringing no, the yeah. bottle. I uh, have to ask you, as we do with all of our bang fam, what are you banging on about? I'm banging on about because I, I had to think about what I would like to bang on about when we were talking about me doing this. And then I realised all the things I wanted to bang on about, you've already banged on about. Like, I'm almost finished the Britney book. I've started listening to the Barbara Streisand book. Uh, oh, my God, which I cannot wait. Putting two full days away for Barbara. Like, it's 49 hours, the audio book. <laughs> the fuck is that about? Like, I'm obsessed with the Britney book. I'm listening to it, having Michelle Williams do it. Britney reads the forward, and then she essentially says, Bye, y'all! And then the next thing you hear is, I was born in Tennessee. And it's like, oh, we're into it. But what I would like to bang on about is a podcast that I've been listening to recently uh, called Keys to the Kingdom. And I've become absolutely obsessed. You know, like, it's a weekly podcast. And so it comes out on a Wednesday. And I know that's like, oh, Wednesday is my day that I listen to this thing. It's by uh, Matt Gawley and uh, his wife, Amanda Lund. They're two kind of improvisers and comedians from America. And they met while working at Disneyland as characters. So she was a princess, Sleeping Beauty. I'm bringing it back to the. I'm bringing wow, it back to the thing. Um, and he was a goofy, and then later on played a, a a trash can that could talk. And the whole podcast is like a behind the scenes of the horrors of working in an amusement park. It's like an investigation into, and in a good way. Like in a, it's very funny, but to the point, it's almost like listening to Serial, but no one was murdered and put away for no reason. Um, <laughs> And, like, you, you, they have changed people's voices because they still work at Disneyland. And it's just, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Like, week after week, you hear these incredible stories about people falling into the water and getting in trouble because they came up out of the lake and pulled off their Mickey Mouse head and they get fired because... In order to survive. In order to survive. And they're like, well, no, you should have swum under the bridge and then you take the head <laughs> off. Like... It's a toxic place to work and I can't wait to keep listing. <laughs> What's it called again? Uh, Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom. And you'll find that in the show notes where Miff still doesn't know how to <laughs> actually see them. Who needs show notes? Reese Nicholson, what an we absolute love you. treat. Thanks thank so you so much. much for joining I'll us. I'll leave on the wine. On. Oh, thanks, babe. Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks very much. Give I love you guys. Give it up for Reese Nicholson. What a thrill. Bye. Oh, Reese, they're just the best. And oh my God, Disney shit. You know, I'm all up in that. I'm so, so keen to listen yeah, to that, that podcast. That is so in your wheelhouse, Sam. <laughs> it really is. And look, it sounds like a little bit tragic. So it's right in my wheelhouse as well. <laughs> That's a great summer bang. Uh, now, Luke McGregor, who we mentioned earlier, has been in the comedy scene for many, many years too. He's popped up on Spicks and Specs over the years. When he was a little baby boy, he was on Utopia, of course, one of the creators and stars of Rosehaven. Brilliant on Taskmaster Australia too. And he very kindly agreed to jump up on stage to bang back with us. We also got him to play a little game of pin the wine on Miff and Zan. And this is when the <laughs> wind had really kicked up, hadn't it, Miff? So if we sound like we haven't got it together, we haven't at this point. It was, it was kind of a mild tornado during this part. It was like we were on It's a Knockout just trying to complete a task. <laughs> There's a deep uh, uh, reference for anyone who's over 40 that'll get that. I loved it. It's a knockout. Who was on that one? Was it Mike Whitney or something? Jackie McDonald. <laughs> Tanya Zayeta. Tanya Zayeta, all of that shit.
Oh, gosh. I think I've, yeah, anyway, you've taken me right there. <laughs> but, um, look, as Luke got onto stage, though, he revealed to us and the audience that he was full of regret. I was busting to go to the toilet and I couldn't hold anymore. <laughs> um, so I went to the toilet, but then I didn't have time to wash my hands and now I'm worried about the mic. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been about that. <laughs> Can I, I'm just going to wash my hands. I'm going to clean this mic. I'll be right back. <laughs> Has he not washed his hands? He hasn't washed his hands. Oh, He's actually all doing right. it. All right, he's sanitised. Luke McGregor, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, I feel like we have a little um, theme today because Reese recently got married and so did you. Yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations. Luke. Sorry, all the singles. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance. Well, when you found the one, you knew. Like, people dream about that moment. You're willing to have sex with me forever? Let's lock it in. <laughs> How's married life so far? I know it's only been a matter of weeks. Good. So far, no divorce. Great. Which I'm very happy about. So a perfect streak so far. <laughs> 100% success rate. Excellent. And what are you banging on about today, Luke? Last night, I was supposed to be looking up flights to Tassie for Christmas, but instead I did a deep dive on whether... You know how in Jurassic Park you never see the dinosaur's genitals? No, but tell like, me more. I'm like, T-Rexes are very large. They must have a penis or something. But it turns out that uh, dinosaurs, first of all, dicks don't fossilise very well. Um, and secondly, dinosaurs, like reptiles, apparently their, their assumption is like, like a crocodile, their genitals are inside them. So they Ooh. come out when needed and then go back in. Like little turtles. Like wolverine's claws, um, but for <laughs> sex. And with a crocodile, their penises are filled with collagen, so they're already erect. They're erect all the time, but it's in their body and then that shoots out when they need it. And then goes back in. So rather than have a, something flaccid that goes up, this is always ready to go, but in their belly, and then ready to come out. <laughs> so how did you go with that flight booking? I haven't booked it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I had never expected to learn that today. Right? But dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, never, you never see any genitals, right? So I was curious. It's true. Same with birds. Birds don't have uh, visible genitals either, except for ducks. I think have a corkscrew penis, but uh, they're, they're, it's rare. It's rare. I'm just kind of curious, at what point on kayak.com are you looking for flights and then you go <laughs> dinosaur dicks? Like, what was the trigger for you? I was using my penis to type in the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what about dinosaurs? And I was watching some uh, Jurassic Park porn. <laughs> <laughs> so married life is going great going for really Luke McGregor. Good, yes, thank yeah. you. Whoa, I did not think he was going to go there. <laughs> An interesting little brain Luke McGregor has. A fabulous brain. I've big got brain. To say. Big brain. I love him so much. Thank you to Luke and Reese for both jumping on and being part of our very fun Bang On Live. Also, if you hadn't heard yet, we are bringing Bang On Live everywhere. A massive national tour, which we just announced. We're so excited about this, Miff. We're going to be hitting all corners of Australia, capital cities, big regional towns, pretty much for the first six months of next year. Yeah, it's huge. Absolutely huge. We're going on the road. Uh, we're taking it, taking our little podcast to stages all over the country and simply can't wait because we haven't had a chance, really. The pandemic meant that we were locked down for a couple of years. We've, we've probably done, what, three, four 
live shows all up and we've always wanted to and finally we get the chance. This is our moment, Sam. We're going to be heading to places we've never brought Bang On Live to as well, places like Perth, like Hobart, like Cairns, lots of little places in between. All the details are on our socials and we will see you back next year bright and sparky for Bang On in your podcast feeds. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. We love you, Merry lots, Festivus. Fans. Whatever you get, <laughs> whatever you get up to, however you do it, whether you celebrate, whether you're religious or not, everyone hopefully will get some sort of little break on that day. Fingers crossed. If you have to work through it, that's okay. Probably great. No one is at work on those days, so enjoy that. Um, but yeah, however you celebrate or not, enjoy it. Happy holidays. Have a wild summer, and we will see you in 2024. Bye, babes. Bye. Bye. on.